year old from your house, a 21 year old from your house, a 19 year old, an 18 year old, a 16 year old, and there shall be witty inventions, there shall be divine positionings, and there shall be a new generation who's are coming from somebody's house. I cannot hear your amen. The Bible says in verse 15 of 2 Chronicles 25, can you put that up for me? Verse 15 of 2 Chronicles 25. Verse 15 of 2 Chronicles 25, he, he talked about how Uzziah was helped. And the Bible says he made devices. I thought you were going to help me with that. You took it away. What's going on? Yeah. He made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. And this was a guy who started ruling at 16. As we go into 2019, God's hand will come upon some young people here. I said, God's hand will come upon some young people here. You will make skillful devices. God will position you with marvelous help. In the precious name of Jesus. I see marvelous help coming upon businesses here. I see marvelous help coming upon some people's careers here. And when people will ask you what happened, the only thing you will be able to say is marvelous help. I have experienced marvelous help. So I know what it looks like. I know as we step into 2019, God is taking this help to a new level. You better say your own amen. amen. You know, we live in a time and an age where people second guess the help of God. Refusing to remember that hard work is very good and encourage the Bible, you know, the value for diligence and hard work, you know, is replete, you know, in the Bible and we see it all over the place. But the truth is that not every hard work gets results. Somebody here, God's marvelous help is coming upon your diligence. 2019 shall be different. You will see the reward of your labor. You will not labor in vain. You will not hustle in vain. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So you know what I wanted to do with this word? If you're a young person here, all through the days of 2019, just continue to declare upon yourself that the grace for marvelous help is upon my life. If you have young people around you, whether it's your children or you know or people you're just mentoring or taking care of, uh, just just speak that grace for marvelous help upon them, because we're going to see many young people whose trajectory will be different from what we are used to. <laughs> they will just you know make a move, make another move, and before you know it, something connects, and everybody's mesmerized. You're wondering what's going on. It's won't be Yahweh Yahweh. Yeah, by the way, if you are watching from outside the country, uh, you may not understand what that means. I don't have time to explain it tonight. Yeah, but something that is not straightforward. It's not going to be something that is not straightforward. Because somebody here, the money that nobody has earned in your family before, there's a young man in your house that will bring that money home. Glory be to Jesus. I wanted to shake hands with your neighbor and tell your neighbor, welcome to 2019. I wanted to say it again by faith, say, welcome to 2019. Say, you will enjoy marvelous help. In the name of Jesus. Say, everything you touch in 2019, God's hand will touch it. You will have a testimony. Tell your neighbor, an end has come to losses. You shall be divinely guided into the fullness of God and into divine favor in 2019. 
Say 2019. Every day is a plus. Every day is for increase. Every day is for multiplication. Say it every day is for joy. Every day is for peace. Say every day is for divine health. In the name of Jesus. Declare say nothing around me shall remain the same again. Because I'm enjoying and I'm engaging marvelous help. Tell your neighbor, say marvelous help. In the name of Jesus. If you believe that, put your hands together one more time. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So, Psalm 78, and I read from verse 41 to 43. Psalm 78, from verse 41 to 43. As I minister here tonight, wherever you may be, from all around the world, and in all the centers in Lagos, there are certain things that must not cross into the new year with you. So though we're a few hours into crossing into midnight in Nigeria, but I know that certain things are still disappearing tonight. The God that healed that brother of the liver disease is taking certain things out of somebody's system tonight. Somebody, by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, you will know something has happened in your life. The great physician will visit you here. And you will never be the same again. In the precious name of Jesus. Psalm 78 from verse 1. He said, yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from their enemies. Verse 43 says, when he walked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. I love verse 41, and that's, that's where the, the word for the new year for us as the Elevation Church family from all over the world is centered on. He said, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And they did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from their enemies and when he walked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. What God has put in my heart and put in our hearts as leaders of this church, we, we, we've prayed about it, we've checked it out, is that God is saying that as you go into 2019, that you should not limit him. You should not limit him. And the way we're going to be saying it all through 2019 is very simple. Don't limit God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor for me. Say, don't limit God. Don't limit God. God is about to do exceeding abundantly, far and above that which you can ask or think. But don't limit him. Look at your neighbor one more time. Tell your neighbor, say, don't limit God. Say, 2019, don't limit God. Because God is set to help you marvelously. Let's read another passage of the scripture. I have just about four or five things to say tonight, and we're going to pray. Another passage of the scripture. Second uh, Kings chapter 13, Second Kings 13, and I'll read from verse 14, Second Kings 13 from verse 14. The Bible says that Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Josiah the king, Joash the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face. And said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and their horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand. On it, and Elisha took his hand. Elisha put his hand on the king's hand and said, "Open 
the east window, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he said, the arrow of the lost deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Afek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows, so he took the arrow, so he took them, and he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground, so he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was very angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you have destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Somebody say three times. He said only three times. Then Elijah died and they buried him. Uh, let, let me leave that story. Elijah died, they buried him and then some people came and raided and they were carrying somebody to bury the person and as they were raiding, uh, they quickly dumped the dead man in the tomb of Elijah and the de dead man woke up. It meant that Elisha carried some virtue to the grave. Elisha was angry with this man because this king limited God. May you not limit God in 2019. This story buttresses the first thing that God would like me to share with us tonight, which is that God is giving you arrows of total deliverance. The arrows of deliverance are aimed at resolving age-long lingering perennial issues. I want you to hear me very well. In 2019, there are issues that have remained for long that God wants to deal with finally. Syria had been positioned to be a perennial enemy of Israel. If you read from the beginning of 2 Kings 13, when you get home, you can read it from verse 1. You will see that they will come, raid Israel, take away stuff from them, kill them, and then there will be a bounce back, and then, you know, like that. So this, this happened to be a perennial issue. Uh, battles that have been won and lost and lost again, lost three times, once, you know, won once, you know, and all that. Some, somebody here, it may be a, a, a disease along the family line that a familiar spirit is holding tight to. In 2019, God is giving you the arrow of total deliverance. Not partial deliverance. God's aim in 2 Kings 13 was for Israel to destroy Syria completely. As in totally. That was the plan. And when the king came to Elisha. This happened to be Elisha's last assignment. Elisha was about to go. Elisha was willing to put everything into this. If this is my last assignment, let me aid Israel to destroy this enemy once and for all. God has a plan for somebody here to destroy a particular enemy completely. Yeah. 2019 will yield total, complete victory for somebody on a particular matter. That's God's plan. As I'm speaking right now, God is revealing to you certain particular matter that must be completely obliterated in 2019. Yeah. Issues that have been recurring, things that have been, you know, going on, off and on, God's original intention here was to obliterate completely. But for the king that will limit God, Elisha said, with a prophetic action, take the bow, take the arrow, shoot, he shot. He said, that's the arrow of God's deliverance. It's enough for this king to have sense, to know that this is not a regular occurrence or a regular time in the history of Israel. Israel, God was about to do something. Can I say to somebody here? The happenings of our nation in 2019 will not be 
like some people feel it will be. What I'm saying is that there may not be any remarkable change. But God wants to do remarkable things in your life. It may not look like anything serious is going on. Don't put your attention on that. 2019 for somebody is going to be absolutely prophetic. Yeah. And when I say prophetic, I mean it's going to be by divine orchestration. Yeah. By divine orchestration. So you have to follow God carefully. Elisha said, put your hand on it. He put his hand on it. Elisha put his hand on his hand prophetically. As prophetic help. That marvelous help. This guy already has the marvelous help. This aged prophet that is about to go. And by, by, by the way, you should remember that Elisha was not a, a mere person. Elisha represented the fullness of grace. A double portion of Elijah. A double portion of Elijah. This was the opportunity that confronted this guy. Elijah put his hand. He said, okay, shoot a shot. He said, that's the arrow of deliverance. And this arrow is for total deliverance. That you will, you will take these guys out completely. Something is going out of somebody's life completely. Yeah. I cannot hear your amen. Yeah. Then he said, take the arrow in your hand. Strike! The guy became a big man all of a sudden. And he stopped. The man of God, the Bible says, was angry. May God not be angry with you in 2019. He said, if only you will strike, you, have, you, you struck maybe five or six times. Because this thing re requires consistency. It requires that you go again and again and again. And that you continue to strike. He said you will have wiped out Syria completely because the grace that's available now is for complete obliteration. Just take it out completely. 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 God is healing somebody completely. God is restoring somebody completely. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. So we need to understand this. That the Sahara of deliverance that God is putting in your hand. For somebody here, the arrow of deliverance <laughs> may just be a divine idea that you must follow through with. It will obliterate poverty from your lineage forever. Because the arrow of deliverance, total deliverance from poverty. For somebody, it's the arrow of deliverance that will take you to a point where the name, you know, the names you mentioned in the nations of the world today, everybody knows those names. Somebody created that influence. In 2019, God is going to position people to create new influences. The arrow of deliverance that will come to reposition your family name forever. <laughs> I cannot hear your amen. I'm sure for some people, you need to listen to this message again and again for you to understand what I'm talking about. So I won't blame you. Me, I've been meditating on this thing for long. So I, 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 <laughs> I need me take you time to catch up with the kind of things I'm talking about. But I need you to follow me very carefully. I need you to follow me very carefully. So the Bible says the man of God was angry. One of the reasons why Elisha was angry was that Elisha knew how to follow God. Yeah. When my wife was speaking earlier on, she was, she was uh, quoting... Uh, from 2 Kings chapter 2 when Elijah was about to be taken off. Yeah. And Elijah said, I'm going to Gilgal. You stay here. Elijah said, no. As the Lord lives as, and as your soul lives, I'm going to follow you. He was a man that you know, he, he had an understanding of how to be tenacious. How not to limit God. Then the master said, oh, I, I'm leaving from here. I'm going to Jericho. He said, I'm following you. The sons of the prophet met him and said, don't you know your master is going to be taken away from you today? You are still doing follow-follow, you are still following all around. Well, can't you just sit in one place and organize your own destiny? He said, no. Yeah. He knew what he was looking for. He followed. The man said, I'm going to Jordan. He said, I'll follow you. They crossed Jordan together. By the time he was coming back, the arrow of deliverance, mantle fell upon him. You know, ordinarily, if you follow a prophet to cross Jordan, 
you are on your own. Because if that prophet did not return with you, you have to become the prophet. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. By the time they were coming back, Elisha already received something with which he could part the Jordan and walk back. That kind of person on his deathbed was to release something upon someone, a king, that would lead Israel into victory. And the king was doing what we call in this part of the world, smesme. Yeah. Yeah. The king was, was not behaving himself. You know, was misbehaving. Was, was, you know. May you enjoy help in 2019. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, no smesme. No <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I will not limit God. Say, I will walk by faith and not by sight. I will, I will take hold of everything that God has planned for me. So the arrows of deliverance are aimed at resolving, like I said, age-long, lingering, perennial issues. And it will start in this 2019. Perennial marital issues resolved. Business up and down, perennial failures resolved. Grace for divine establishment. Grace for stability. Arrow of complete deliverance. Complete victory. In the name of Jesus. Secondly, what God will do in 2019 it will require faith and prophetic actions. Faith and prophetic actions. For you not to limit God in 2019, you recognize that you need to dust your faith again, your faith life again, and be willing to take what I call prophetic actions. In the story that we read, the prophet did not follow this guy to battle. Or say, let's go and battle. No. It made him take certain prophetic actions. There are places that you need to go. There are things that you must become aware of. For somebody here who is trusting God for the fruit of the womb in 2019, God will lead you. I'm just giving suggestion. Somebody, your prophetic action may be just go and buy baby clothes and set up a wardrobe for the, the new baby. Elijah told the guy, shoot! And he shot the arrow. And he said, strike! He only struck three times. May you not stop short of your total victory. In the name of Jesus. So it will require faith and prophetic action. You must be conscious of your environment because it will require that you, you, you let go of limiting environments and ideologies. Limiting environment, limiting ideologies. The Gospels, you know, we read the story of, of, of Peter in Matthew 14. Peter was on the boat. Jesus was approaching, walking on water. And Peter said, Master, if it is you, bid me come. And King James said, bid me come. And Jesus looked at him and said, come. There are many people that God has been calling. Come. Come. You want to walk on water, but you love the boat. Yeah. You love the boat too much to the detriment of your destiny. You know that water walking is part and parcel of your destiny. But the boat, the place of comfort, the place of security. You know, our sister, uh, Shil, uh, Timmy Collier, was sharing a testimony that in 2018, she stepped out of the boat. For somebody, 2019 is your time. For you, you may not even be stepping out of employment into starting a business. For somebody here, is, is changing a line of business or adding another line of business. For somebody, it's changing your location. Yeah? That thing that you have been afraid of doing, to say, hey, hey, if it doesn't work, hey, if it didn't work out, if it didn't work out, hey, 
there will be a problem. You know, when Peter stood up to walk on water, it was not something that he did smiling. Did you read it? There? He said, Peter was just laughing. <laughs> and as he was laughing and giggling, then he stepped on water. No. <laughs> when Jesus said, come, that one word mixed with faith in his heart. The Bible says the same word that was preached to us was preached to them, but the word not being mixed with faith in their heart. If the word of God will meet faith in your heart, it will create action that will lead to your next level. If you don't want to remain on the same spot in 2019, let the word of God find faith in your heart. Let it bring faith into your heart. Let it mix with faith into your, in your heart. And you need to do away with limiting environment, limiting ideologies, because it's time to step out. Because you don't want to limit God. You must be conscious of the things that God is set to do and conscious of the prophetic actions that you must take. There are prophetic actions that must be taken. Let me give you another example of what I'm talking about. In, in Mark chapter 5, we read the story, I mean, you, you, you read the story of the woman that the Bible called, the woman in the old King James, the woman with the issue of blood. In verse 25 of Mark chapter 5, the Bible says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. This another age-long perennial issue. And had suffered many things from many physicians, and she had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, somebody say she said, Oh, come on, say, say, say she said. Say, I will say. I will say something about my prophetic actions. I will take prophetic actions. The Bible says that she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Message translation said, if only I can put my finger on his clothes. Just one touch. Just touch. Just touch. Just touch. And that takes me to the third thing. And I'm almost done. I only have just four things to say. That takes me to the third thing. The prophetic action will require you to walk by faith. But I want you to note that what your faith requires is already around you. What your faith requires is already around you. You know the reason why some people will limit God in 2019 is because if they found themselves in a situation like the woman with the issue of blood, what they will be saying is that there are too many people around Jesus. Where he is, is too far. And then some people will say, ah, I will need to grab his clothes. They didn't say grab his clothes. Just put your finger on it. Message translation says, if I can lay my finger on it, just like this. What our faith requires, not to limit God, has already been positioned around us. But for self-defeating thoughts, and for risk-averse mentalities, you will not limit God in 2019. Those are the things that can make you limit God. You see, the woman could just say, look, 12 years, nothing. Nobody told her. That's another thing that you should be mindful of in 2019. You, will, you may not need a prophet at all. God just puts certain things in your heart. Go to so-and-so place and go and price land or price house. Go to this country, go and look at the factory and talk to them about what it would take to set it up in your country. Yeah. It's just a divine instruction. It may not come from a prophet. It's a thought that is in your heart that God planted there. You prayed about it. You worship about it. The things stay. And as you pray more, it's staying more. And it's sitting more. Then you know. Because when... When this woman said, 
When she was saying, if I may touch his garment, if I may just touch his garment, who told her that if you touch his garment, you will be whole? It was just something that sat in her heart that wouldn't leave her. So just say, just lay your finger on the garment and that, that, that will be all. Many people here in 2019, such things will happen to you. God will bring ideas of divine prophetic actions to your heart. And all he will want is for you to just obey. Just touch, touch, touch. That touch was different, sir. People were thronging on Jesus. There was a crowd around him. They were pushing and shoving. But somebody put his hand, not on him, but his garment. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You know, it's something else for somebody to slap you. Or to headboot you. Somebody just touched your garment. And the master stopped. Who touched me? This is a prophetic action, not Lagos Rush. I hope you understand what I'm saying. They're two different things. Yeah. It's not everybody's doing that business. Let's rush there. A prophetic action. Something that God put in your heart that stayed there and is growing there and it looks like God is in this and you have chosen to align yourself with the word that God has given us in this house that you will not limit God in 2019. So you step forward. You step forward. Yeah, you step forward. Even if you get an idea, go to Asso Rock uninvited. Obey. I mean, if anyone, if that lady told her friend that I just want to touch, they'll say, it's touch, touch. Eh? Instead of you to say, she'll lay hands on you. People would tell her that she, she was stupid. I mean, yeah. But the way prophetic actions work, you just need to move. You just need to know that God is speaking to you. You don't need a prophet. Yeah, you don't need a prophet. Well, even in Elijah's case, Elisha's case, in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elisha knew that his master was going to be taken. His prophetic action was anywhere he goes, follow him. He met the sons of the prophet. They say, Mumu, you didn't know that your master will be taken away from you today? He said, hold your peace. I already know. What you don't know is that until after Jordan, nothing will drop. So I'm going to be following until we pass Jordan. Yeah. I will follow, follow, follow Jericho, follow Giga, follow this until we cross Jordan. Because I know until we cross Jordan, nothing is going to drop. It's just the same thing with 2 Kings 13 that we have read. Elisha said, if only you, you, you struck like five or six times, something will drop. Many people are where they are, not because God is less powerful, not because God is not faithful, but because of refusal to follow through. Limiting God because of small faith, limiting God because of apathy, limiting God because of failures of the past, fear of ridicule, too much sense. Some people have too much sense for their destiny. I'm telling you the truth. Because that comes in a journey of destiny where your sense will now be standing between you and your open door to the supernatural. May that not be your portion. If your brain is big enough, you don't need God to order your destiny. Just use your brain for everything. Yeah. I mean, that's why some people have created their own God and said there's no God. They use brain. Yeah. The Bible says only a fool that says in his heart that there's no God. So there's a point you take your brain to, you pass the realm of everything and you step into foolishness. Yeah. Because you must just engage your brain with everything. There are certain things in this world that you can't use brain to explain. Ask all the people that came to give testimony tonight. The guy that said, eh, he was sleeping at home on Sunday and God still visited him. Yeah. If you want to be religious, you say you should go to church for God to heal him. If you, 
If you don't want to be religious, you will say you should go to the hospital. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But God chose to visit him where he was. Obviously, in response to prayer that's going on somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. So, the prophetic action will be to step out of your boat of familiarity, your comfort zone, your limiting environment. For somebody here, your limiting habits, self-defeating habits, and step out from your risk-averse mentality because you need to take certain risk in 2019 that will glorify God in your life. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Say better amen, somebody. Amen. Last point. There shall be many Obedidom experiences. Yeah. I'm going to explain. There shall be many Obedidom experiences. I say it again, there shall be many Obedidom experiences. There shall be many Obedidom experiences. Somebody's wondering, is that another Disneyland or something? Where's Obedidom? Obedidom is not a place, it's a human being. <laughs> Praise God. Second Samuel chapter 6 from verse 1. There was a an experience there. The Bible says again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubims. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the son of Abinadab, drove the cart and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanied the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments of uh, fair wood, on harp, on string instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. When they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was arose against Uzzah, and God struck him, and there struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David will not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the, the Gittites. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittites, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his house, now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. I said there shall be many Obed-Edom experiences in 2019. This is what I mean. The ark of the Lord was taken from the house of Abinadab and was to be taken to the city of David. And by that, it speaks to the presence of God 
that brings the grace, the mercy, and the favor, and the goodness of God over the life of a person, a family, a nation, a city, a church, and, you know, a company. By divine happenstance, the hack came to the house of Obedido. And as we read, the reason why the ark came to the house of Obedidom was because they put the ark on a cart and as they were going, the oxen stumbled a bit. The ark was going to fall. Uzzah put his hand. When you read in First Chronicles, I think chapter 15, you read there about, from verse 1, about the fact that the ark of God was supposed to be carried by Levites. And they were supposed to carry it on their shoulder. They were not supposed to carry the ark of God on carts. Yeah. Human beings, Levites were supposed to be the ones to carry the ark of God. That was the first thing. So we live in a time where many things are happening in the church. The church is in a bit of, we're carrying the ark anyhow. When that is going on, there will be many emotional backlash and all kinds of things. So that people listening to me here this evening, you have been behaving anyhow around the ark. Yeah. All kinds of things have happened, maybe even in time past. Somebody may be listening to me right now. You have been in this church for two, three, four years, six months. You just told yourself, let me just dengue and post somewhere. Nobody is in my business. I'm not in anybody's business. 2019 is not a year to post like that. God wants you to have what I call the Obed-Edom experience. It requires that you consciously bring the hack of God into your house, into your life, into your business, into your family. There are two dimensions to it. One is to actively engage in God's service. Two is to cultivate his presence. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Many people will say, you know, I've served in church before, I got into trouble, this happened, that happened, so now I just mind my business. I don't want anybody to be in my business. I don't want to be in anybody's business. I just come to church and go. You know yourselves. Yeah. In 2019, God is saying, you need to rework that. Yeah. You need to rework that. That touch and go mentality is not good enough for me. Yeah. Get into business with God. Get into business with God. David was angry. <laughs> but what he didn't know was that God wanted him to come off this Uzzah experience this this thing about Uza that was you know it's time to get over your Uza experience the Uza experience is when things happen that you, you don't understand in the church in the group that you belong to in the church and you decide to just tell yourself I'm not doing it again yeah except they sack that head of department or that pastor I'm not I'm not doing anything in this church again yeah yeah but you know people have had all kinds of experiences Human, we are all human beings in the church. All right? And as, as long as we are in this flesh, we will not be perfect. Yeah. So, like Uzzah, some people will overstep their bound. In fact, the entire church was overstepping by putting the ark on a cart in the first instance. So, God was already on the edge. Yeah. Uzzah now, again, went to put his hand. There was no record that Uzzah was a Levite. Yet he came to the rescue at the wrong time. And when God struck him, David took offense against God. And said, who should we punish here? Obedido. Transfer it to him. Yeah. So they sent it to Obedido. Yeah. Some people have had, you know, accidental experiences. Some people are living here in this church now just because, you know, there's nobody like that. No, nowhere to put it. God wants you to step in intentionally. To cultivate his presence around your life and much more than that, put your hands on the plow intentionally. Tell yourself, there must be a way 
to serve God. Somehow, somehow. In 2019, I want to consciously cultivate my Obed-Edom experience. Yeah. In the one that we read, Obed-Edom, just, they just pushed the thing to him, but he had the option of rejecting, but he didn't reject. And the Bible says that the hack stayed three months in his house. Yeah. And nothing around him remained the same. To the point that when they told David about it, David said, quickly, quickly, quickly. We need this one in the city of David. He went rejoicing to carry it. That was what he was angry with and he left. Some people have been angry with God in 2018, in 2016, in 2017, and you have not come off this your Uzzah experience. There's the Obedidom experience. It's better than the Uzzah experience. God is not always killing. He wants to bless. Yeah. God is not always turning his face. He wants to look at you and smile on you. He wants to bring you to a season of marvelous help. That is the Obedidom experience. It is marvelous help. Things you cannot explain. Enough of all the explanation. If you can explain all your breakthrough, you have not started. Can I tell you the truth? Some of the things that God has done in my life, I can, till Jesus comes, I may never be able to explain them. Yeah. I may never be able to explain them. There are people I've walked into in my life. I, I cannot explain how I walked into them and how God has used them to bring transformations into my life. There are people who have blessed me. I mean, some people blessed me in 20, 2018 that I've not met up till now. Yeah, and when I say blessing, not small blessing, I'm telling you the truth. And I've not even met. That can only be God. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's God that puts your picture in people's hearts and say, help this man. Help this man. Yeah. There are people who have helped me that I've not met before, up till now. And I've enjoyed marvelous help. Unusual open doors. Yeah, unusual open doors. Somebody called me in 2018 and said, I was somewhere and they were discussing you. And I had to stand up for you. Because these are very high-powered people. Who knew about what's going on in your church and what's going on around you? And somebody said this and that, and you know, me, I will speak up for you. So I've spoken up for you, but this is what you should do. Write this, do this, do that. I did not solicit for anything. Yeah? Right? Address this letter to so-and-so place. Address this one to so-and-so place and explain you know, this situation and that situation, and, that's the end of, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Because I didn't offend anybody in the first instance. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. That is what I'm talking about. Where God just raised people for you. They're discussing on the board, and somebody just mentioned your name. I know somebody who can fix this. I say, where's the person? It's in Nigeria. Flying me, flying me. Before you know it, you're flying business class, first class. Free. Yeah. And you are, you are, you are <laughs> somebody is not saying the right amen. Yeah. I was talking to a young man earlier this year. And you know, when God is helping people, you know the way the guy spoke? He said, you know, uh, PG, I was, I was in the U.S. and, you know, I just got a call. And somebody asked me if I would love to be on a board. I said, well, I'll think about it. Give me 24 hours. And then he called me back in 24 hours. And I said, okay, I, I don't mind. And then they just sent me a first-class ticket to London from, from the U.S. to attend a, a, a screening meeting. And then we finished the meeting, and I realized it's one of, one of the biggest, you know, not-for-profit corporation in the world that they invited me to be on their board. And I was just looking at, my, I was looking at it and I said, oh, I need this kind of help. <laughs> yeah. Because just sitting on the board, if I mention the name of the organization, everybody here knows the organization. Just sitting on the board of that organization, unsolicited, placed him on a very high level. Yeah. Unsolicited. And he said, how did it happen? He said, I, I, I just met someone, you know, I was at the conference, I met someone, and I just helped the person, and the person went and found out about me, you know. And it just so happened that they're looking for a young person from sub-Saharan Africa to put on that board, just to create a balance. You know, sometimes they will look for balance, and until they find you, they will find balance. 
I said, until they find you, they won't find balance. Gender balance will find you. Minority balance will find you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody say better amen. amen. So, Obed-Edom experience is waiting for somebody here. So be intentional about bringing God's presence into your personal experience at home, in your business, at work, within the family. Be intentional about how you are going to serve God in 2019. It's time is out on lip service. Yeah. Some of those things are limiting the expression of what God wants to do in your life. And if it's that you have had any kind of loser experience, come off it. Time is up. Yeah, come off it. Come off it. Time is up. Because God wants to take the limit off you and lift you to the next level. Say better amen, somebody. Lift your right hand with me all over this place and all over the centers. Lift your right hand with me. And I want you to begin to declare that the arrow of deliverance is in my hand. The arrow of deliverance is coming into my hand. In 2019, I lay hold of the arrow of deliverance. Deliverance from obscurity. Deliverance from poverty. Deliverance from sickness. Deliverance from delays. The arrow of deliverance is in my hand. The arrow of deliverance is in my hand. 